0: Are you prepared for God's future? Welcome to Apostle of the Future with Apostle Ashley Clater, where we discuss doctrinal myths versus truths, biblical facts, and much more. When it addresses about uh, verse 18, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. Dissipation. Dissipate means to disappear or cause to disappear, squander Or fritter away money (coughs) energy or resource so you become very squanderous you get lost you you get lost you disappear into your drunkenness people do it all the time they get lost in their booze they get lost in their alcohol you people make the stupidest worst dumbest decisions under the influence of alcohol Do you see how we use our language now? They were D-U-I, driving under the influence of alcohol. What does influence mean? You know what? I'm going to look that up really fast because influence, influence, influence. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow. In the late 14th century, it was an astrological term. Streaming ethereal power from the stars when in certain positions, acting upon character or destiny of men. Wow. Interesting. It is very interesting when you look things up. Driving under the influence. Influence. Powerful. Having influence that is influential. Let me look it up here. What is... This is how I study, guys. All right, Is it is it okay if you study with me? This is how I study. Okay. Influence the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself the power to shape policy or ensure favorable treatment from someone especially through status contacts or well somebody uses their influence to help somebody out person or thing with the capacity or power to have an effect or on someone or something. So when we say that somebody was driving under the influence of alcohol, what we're saying is that they're driving under the power or the effects of alcohol. They have alcohol has control over them. Which is not good. That means you're you're reckless. You're all over the place. You can't drive in a straight line. What do you tell you? Get out, put your finger on your nose. Can you touch this? Can you do that? Close your eyes. Can you stand still? Are you wobbling? Is your center of gravity off? Are you under the power of toxicity and operating a machine that can kill people? That's what it means when we say somebody is driving under the influence. Nobody wants to be driving uh, with somebody. One time I was in a car with somebody way back in my first college, before I came to ORU, and I did not know that my friend's friend who was driving was drunk. And I was, I said, is he, Where? you put us in this car and somebody is drunk because she wanted to impress him. And I was too through that day, but I tell you what, I I was mad with her, but the Lord was like, it's your fault that you're in this car with somebody. Okay, the word what the word says about leaders drinking Proverbs thirty one. Don't we love the Proverbs thirty one woman? Oh yes. But what did she say to her son? This is um, Solomon's mother. That's Sheba. Lemuel was his nickname. What did she say? She said, "It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink." and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. And I tell you what, this is a statement right here for those who uh, as leaders really having to think about drinking as a leader. And it says it is not it is not for kings to drink wine. So there are scriptures that talk about drunkenness. And then there are scriptures that talk about drinking wine. So as a leader, what she's telling her son, the king, is that it is not for kings to drink alcohol, okay? For their, or nor for princes intoxicating drink, multiple tiers of leadership. It is not good for anybody in a leadership position to consume alcohol. Why? Lest they drink and forget the law. And where are we right now? Everybody, people forgetting the law, forgetting the word, and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. So drunkenness, drinking, drinking in leadership does not go together. Drunkenness isn't for anybody. Drinking in leadership does not go together. Now, there is a very interesting passage after this. Oh, wait, let's see. Oh, I took it down. Sorry. Probably sorry went Now, the scriptures after that talk about who you give strong drink to, the dejected, the whatever. Very interesting what she says to him after this. But as far as leadership goes, it is not good for leaders to drink. Now, this is saying kings, priests, uh, excuse me, kings and princes uh, over because she's speaking to her son as a king. But as leaders, leaders, it is not good for leaders to drink. It blurs your judgment. You can pervert justice. Very interesting, perversion of justice. You should look that up. It's a real problem. It is a real, real problem. I would love to hear your thoughts on this so far. So if you have any thoughts, you can go ahead and post them. So we can maybe have some dialogue about this, about drunkenness, leaders drinking, And our responsibility, we as leaders can't really say we're on and off the clock. I mean, law enforcement officers can't say, well, I was off the clock, so I was getting high because I wasn't on duty. In fact, the punishment is going to be harder because you're a law enforcement officer. And that means you have dedicated your whole life to enforcing the law, not just when you're on the clock. And we as ministers, as apostles for sure, prophets, pastors, we are God's law enforcement officers, meaning we keep the peace, we keep people safe because see, we're like this is what I'm talking about. you people and your religiosity. No law enforcement locks down when it's when law is when the law enforcement officers are not perverted, locks down on criminals. That's what law enforcement officers do. They see to it, they keep the peace, which means they go after who's disrupting the peace. And not I'm not talking about a protest in the street. I'm talking about somebody who's threatening safety, who is uh, intending or trying to wield harm on neighborhoods and in schools. <clears throat> That's why all of this discussion about gun control and Lord help me if I'm opening up a can of worms, to me is like, we have laws for guns already. If somebody has already decided they're going to go shoot up a school, do you think they care about your gun control? No. People who are already intending to break the law are already lawbreakers. So you're giving them more laws to break. Now, am I saying we shouldn't have gun control? We we need regulations on anything that's a weapon, obviously. We have to have that. You need a way to filter if somebody's crazy. To do whatever but the solution to these things that they bring around every time it's time to vote okay about this somebody opens fire on a a school somebody opens fire in a store in a mall and we are automatic responses we need to have more laws these are people who don't care about life so you know they don't care about your laws that can't be the automatic go-to solution without dealing with the, the root systemic issue as to why people want to kill massive amounts of people at one time. That's the real issue. When I went and I was listening to an article um, about, or not or listening to an article, I was listening to uh, radio something or other talking about the people who, um, because they always want to use when shooters do all these terrible things, and and they are terrible, um, as as a reason. But I heard that when they do a lot more research and not just what people say, you find out they got a gun from somebody who had it legally. Uh, The one guy I want to say who, I can't remember who, which shooter shot what thing, but he used his mother's gun after he killed her. Somebody else killed somebody else and took their weapons. So that's why we have got to use our minds and how we do these things. And even why we approach these issues that we're approaching in the body of Christ, because we have these knee jerk responses, these things that we have heard said over the airwaves and televisions and pulpits. But is that what God said? So we have these guys open and it's like, but if you don't care about human life, I'm pretty sure you don't care about the law. You're going to find a way to get a weapon because you did, or people without a record, people who just snapped and whatever. And so as we're going through this, we have got to understand that we need to be sober minded, sober minded in our approach, sober minded in our outlook, sober minded in what we do. What does sober mean? Sober in the mid 14th century is moderate in desires or actions temper uh yeah temperate restrained especially abstaining from strong drink also calm quiet not overcome by emotion from the old french sobre decent sober from the latin sobrius not drunk temperate moderate sensible look at those words and i want you to see not overcome by emotion sorry for the potluck tips for party success I am so sorry that I did not see that on the side of this slide Uh, okay so again emotions not overcome by emotion because see some of us I'm just gonna say some of us I'll say us and not just you some of us may not pick up a drop of alcohol in our whole lives Maybe you don't drink a lick of anything intoxicating, but your emotions are a hot mess. So you're not, you're sober. You're sober uh, biologically, but you are not sober emotionally, hot-headed. Boom, it doesn't take anything to set you off or shut you down. Because sometimes uh, that emotional intoxication is like, Ah. oh my goodness and and you're just all over the place people who hide behind their emotions people who shut people down when they hurt their feelings they don't talk to them they avoid them Um, because you you have both extremes you have the people who just go clean off on everybody and then you have people who just shut down how you doing yeah I'm good are we cool we're cool we're not cool we are so not cool what's the problem I don't have a problem Well, let's talk about it. No, 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 nothing to talk about. Emotionally toxic people. That could be you. So maybe you don't drink. Maybe you don't do any of those things. Oh, but maybe your liquor is your emotions. Maybe it's your feelings. Maybe it's your need to be heard. Oh, my goodness. There are some people who just have to say it. My mom used to tell me, coming up, girl, you have last word it is. Like you, what's gonna get you in life is you always have to have the last word. And God saw fit to make me a leader, so I can have the last word. But it took a lot of breaking, a lot of breaking in that ego, a lot of breaking in my soul, a lot of breaking in my character. I'm gonna sit here and tell you the truth. It took a lot. a lot of strong army from God to get my character to want to be shaped and formed into a righteous woman of God, a righteous officer that the Lord can use. Everybody has to go through that process. It doesn't matter that I was raised in church. It doesn't matter that I came uh, with an amazing ministry pedigree. It doesn't matter that I grew up right. When God puts his thumb on you to be in his service, all that flesh squeezes out pusses out blows out he put me through situations not having money not having cars being evicted from my home going through all these things to show who i really was on the inside and she was ugly at times she was ugly at times and had to go through that those trials I remember years ago, Dr. Price said, it is written on your life that you're going to be very wealthy. You're going to do very well. Boom, 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 boom. And so when you're not, it's because God needs you to see something. He needs you to learn something about you or about life. Oh my, did I learn about myself and who I wasn't but if you don't submit to that process in God and the toxicity of your emotions and not sober minded, some people are so it's emotion. There are people who walk around paranoid thinking everything is against them and about them and and just all over the place. And nobody can bring you back. Nobody. And if they can it's for a short amount of time. And then boom, you're off. You're down the street. Now the extreme of this is mental illness. That is a, a toxicity in the soul. Toxicity in the psyche. Toxicity in the mind. Somewhere in that, in the emotions, is that. So, let's see here. Going to the next slide. What does the Bible say about being sober? 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Your adversary the devil your adversary be be sober be vigilant so god is telling us you need to be sober and vigilant because you're being stopped by the devil we've seen it listen i love watching uh you know mystery shows and whatnot what's the first way that men take advantage of women most times get them drunk. Just get them drunk. them. do whatever or not. Just liquor them up. And then you can get what you want out of them. When I was in college, see, I didn't drink. I didn't drink when I was super young. Maybe, Maybe what? My last year of high school, maybe I had a sip of wine or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't for me, I just didn't like it. I thought this is nasty. And I was told, no, 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 you just have to you have to keep drinking it to drink this beer and do whatever. And I'm thinking, my basic pragmatic self, I am not going to spend money on something that, first of all, is nasty to me. And then I just have to like keep drinking it until it doesn't taste bad. No, thank you. But more than that, I did not want to be taken advantage of. Now, believe it or not. When I went to college, I was about 50 pounds lighter than I am now. And I'm tiny now, but I was 50 pounds lighter up until maybe I was about 25 years old. I was under 100 pounds. And so I also was very concerned for my safety, for my well being. Everybody was bigger than me, for sure. All the guys were bigger than me. And I always wanted to be sober because I thought that being sober was my best defense at these parties, at the clubs, at the frat houses. Yes, listen, God saved us all, okay? He saved us all. And so I stayed sober. I was always a designated driver. Um, Once I moved to Oklahoma, that whole option was not really an option. (laughs) I mean, I met some people my first year, okay? And I was like, no. And then God snatched me into ministry because he knew what he had to do to keep me. And you have got to be honest about what God has to do to keep you. You have to be honest about that. You cannot walk around saying I'm immune to this and this just doesn't bother me and so on and so forth. People are like, I'm not so actually you. Listen, listen, listen to the people in the back. Listen, you have got to be honest about yourself. There were things people wanna know. You all are just such a sticklers against dating. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. This person cannot do that because it will be over. you have got to know you have got to know where the devil stalks you you have got to know where you have no business being. this is saying be sober be vigilant. that means don't just be sober and be lazy don't just be sober and be casual be sober be vigilant because your adversary your, your adversary the devil because you know he's like, hey I kicked him out of here he's your adversary now. He's the waster created to destroy. He walks about like a lion, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Have you ever heard a lion roar? It is a scary thing. And I think we have one more scripture here. Titus 2, 11 through 14. For This is about being sober. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men For good works whoever reads Titus nobody this is Titus guys this is New Testament this is post Jesus this is all the things when you wanted to uh, bring up about alcohol and drinking and sobriety well that was the Old Testament well that was the law that was whatever this is past Jesus being here all right Titus who reads Titus Titus little book so much in Titus and so just to let me make this big again I think next week I need to make this font bigger. Okay, so again, we should live. So, so firstly, uh, verse eleven here: God that brings so the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. This is what is in the beginning of this, and then he says, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Oh, that means it's going to come knocking hello 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 and you have to deny it say no run pray worship call a friend phone a friend okay and worldly lusts we should live soberly so sobriety according to the Word of God should be a lifestyle now we talked about alcohol sobriety we talked about emotional sobriety we talked about all those sobrieties righteously and godly in the present age I'm going to jump down here to uh, verse 14 again who gave himself for us he gave himself for. see Saints listen let me let me look here let me look at you this is why Jesus died he did not just die so when we die we end up in heaven he died so that while we are on earth in this present age we can reject worldly lusts. We can reject ungodliness. We have the power. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. We have made that so trite in the body of Christ. It doesn't mean Jack anymore. It doesn't mean anything. We're like, oh yeah, greater is he that's in me. And that means because the word of God is telling us this is why he died. He gave himself for us. He gave For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But then he actually gave himself for us. He decided to die. That he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself, his own special people, zealous for good works. Man. So he is redeeming us, guys from every lawless deed and purifying us for himself, for his, as his own special people. We don't really hear this taught that the Lord came and he died so he could purify a people for himself, for his own special people, zealous for good works. See too many saints are zealous for bad works, for devil works, for demon works, for carnal works, For fleshly works for worldly works for ungodly works see we're we're chasing all of those things and not zealous for good works are you zealous for good works are you i mean seriously like when i study these things i sometimes just do this i'm like am i hitting the mark not just like the big marks hey i don't drink yay Am I zealous for good works? See, these are the hair-splitting jot and tittle of it. Psalm, 119th Psalm. David talking about how he thirsts after the law of the Lord. He's, he's hungering after it. He is chasing. He's obeying the commandments of God. Am I doing those things? See, it is easy to sit back and say, I don't cuss. I don't drink. I don't this. I don't that. That's the big stuff. Great, congratulations. That's that's really good. That's important. But am I zealous for good works? Am I working? Am I rejecting ungodliness? Am I rejecting unrighteousness? Am I rejecting worldliness? Am I am I rejecting those things? Hmm. Am I? I. Let me tell you because see, these are subtleties. These are subtleties in the. Music you listen to. Okay, I don't listen to secular music. I don't listen to anything that's Okay, okay. The movies that you watch. Conversations that you have. Relationships that you're building. Are you always telling the truth? Are you kind of manipulate? You have all these other things involved in it. Okay, yeah. And we'll just go back to the title slide here. Do, 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 do. And so we're back to where we started. To drink or not to drink. That's not the question. Why is that even a question? Like, these are things that I want to say. Why is that a question? Thank you for listening to the Apostle of the Future podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit AshleyCMinistries.com for more information. Follow me on Facebook at Apostle of the Future or YouTube at Dr. Ashley. See you next time. Rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen.